Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 17 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, Stephen Zeman, and I want to welcome you all back to another week of Talking Everything, Undertaker, Merchandise, Memories, and more. Um, just to get started for a little podcast news before we jump into our regularly scheduled programming. I uh, just wanted to let all my listeners know that the watch-along episode with Randy Turco is now live to watch on YouTube. You can watch us uh, do live commentary on Fully Loaded 1998, where The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin team up against Kane and Mankind to win the uh, World uh, Tag Team Championships. It is The Undertaker's first tag team title victory. And um, afterwards, uh, Randy and I got to talking and thought it'd be a great idea to keep up the tag team title uh, victory tradition to every month have a watch along talking about Undertaker's tag team title victories. So next month, we uh, penciled in another watch along to watch SummerSlam 1999 where the unholy alliance of The Undertaker and The Big Show will take on Kane and X-Pac to uh, have Undertaker's second tag team title victory. And hopefully if, all, if we want to continue that, we will continue on to talk about the Buried Alive match on SmackDown, Undertaker and Rock's short uh, stint as tag team title holders, and then we get into Undertaker and Kane with the Brothers of Destruction. So it's something to look forward to on my YouTube channel. Uh, more watch-alongs coming your way. Uh, hope to plan a few more with some more of my listeners as well. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's where you can find all my unboxings, my toy hunts, my watch-alongs, and more. And uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, pick your preferred podcast platform. The uh, audio of Randy and I's watch along is on there now. And um, wherever you want to uh, subscribe to us, make sure to leave us a five star review. It really will help out my podcast. It will help get the word spread to all the creatures of the night around the country and around the world so that we continue continue to spread this podcast much like The Undertaker's Legacy for every corner of the globe. I have listeners in Canada, Germany, and the United Kingdom. Hopefully we can spread that around to every country in the world. Um, so just a little bit of podcast news before we jump right into Tales from the Grave, where we talk about my favorite Undertaker memory, a figure hunting memory, and everything else in between. So let's get ready for Tales from the Grave. In today's Tales from the Grave, I wanted to talk about watching Undertaker win his first World Heavyweight Championship. And of course, that first World Heavyweight Championship victory comes at WrestleMania 23, where The Undertaker goes 15-0 by defeating Batista. Um, I was so pumped up for this rivalry at the time. I remember uh, Undertaker winning the Royal Rumble. I remember Undertaker and Batista's uh, 
feud going into WrestleMania, you know, them forcing the tag at No Way Out against John Cena and Shawn Michaels. I remember uh, even before then, Undertaker was going to every TV show putting the champion on notice. And I was thinking how cool it would have been to see if he picked John Cena because, you know, he hasn't fought John Cena since like 2003 before this. So I was like hoping he would pick Cena so he would have like a SmackDown Raw uh, mashup. And, you know, if Undertaker would win the championship, he may go to Raw. So it's like something like you would create all these types of uh, scenarios in your head, like who's he going to pick? Um, but he ended up picking Batista, which led to the tag team match and No Way Out, and eventually the WrestleMania match. And um, I remember being a fan watching his uh, title victory against Stone Cold at Over the Edge. Um, I somewhat remember him fighting Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day, but um, this one, this it, those matches wasn't WrestleMania. You know, Over the Edge, Judgment Day, the like kind of the main minor pay per views, uh, even back then. So it's like having him go for a title at WrestleMania, it felt big because I wasn't a fan uh, when WrestleMania 13 was happening, so I didn't get a chance to see that uh, play out with him going for the first title at WrestleMania. But WrestleMania 23, I was fully uh, enthralled in wrestling, uh, an Undertaker fan for over eight years at the time, um, maybe even longer, eight and a half, yeah, that's 2007. So um, just seeing him go for that match, and the match was definitely one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of his. Him and Batista always told a great story. And to have those, that um, near fall of the Batista bomb, him getting speared through the um, barricades, you know, I, I felt um, like anticipation, like you, you just want Undertaker to win. You just want the match over with so that Undertaker can pick up the victory, he can win the title. And you just want everything, you know, to be calm. You know, you don't want a WrestleMania 30 moment to happen here when he's going for the title. But, um, you know, it's just I'm totally on edge here. And the next year, particularly at WrestleMania 24, when I would see him go for the world championship again against Edge. And when Edge was countering every move, I was completely filled with anxiety. I remember pacing around the floor watching that match, running back and forth between living rooms and bedrooms as he would, uh, Edge would hit moves on The Undertaker and Undertaker would kick out. I was just totally full, uh, filled with anxiety with the Edge match. Uh, but seeing him eventually put Batista away with the Tombstone, winning his first World Heavyweight Championship, um, it's just a fun memory for me to think back. And um, it becomes his first championship reign in nearly five years. Um, 2002, he was undisputed champion, and he loses it in vengeance. And he vies for the championship multiple times in 2003 against Lesnar, 2004 against JBL, and you know he fight in 2006 against Kurt Angle. But 2007, five years later, he finally is able to capture it again. 
and I was always think back to that um, memory of watching that live and it's just always good to see Undertaker not only win at WrestleMania but he wins the championship and you know the the uh, closing moments of the match of him posing with the title and the fireworks it's just a memorable image and um, just wish that was a, that would have been the main event I think Undertaker winning the Royal Rumble that year I think he deserved the main event in WrestleMania 23 um, I think they stupidly gave it to Cena and Michaels uh, I know it's something Batista still uh, uh, talks about them that he thinks that they should have main evented um, but I think they missed the boat on that I think it would been a great story to have Undertaker main event another Wrestlemania and uh, I felt that match was bigger than the Cena Michaels and even the uh, Lashley Umaga Billionaires match I think they could have bookended the billionaires in the middle of Michaels and Cena and before Undertaker Batista but such is the past you know it's already written and you can't change what has happened but I wish they would have given Undertaker the main event spot there and a little figure history of this time period of the Undertaker as I've said before this is definitely a period that Mattel has missed out on so far of creating Undertaker figures um, the tights with the two uh, devil skulls on the sides I think will make a great elite um, they don't really focus on this time period a lot which is sad uh, but Jax did and Jax put out a great two-pack at this time uh, a WrestleMania 23 two-pack of Undertaker Batista and the World Heavyweight Championship and they are both in the WrestleMania 23 attires um, it's a great two-pack to pick up. It's still one I need for my collection because it's not something that comes up uh, quite frequently. It's something that's very rare to find nowadays, even on the Internet. So always uh, on the lookout for that one because I talk about that a lot because I love when they put the matches that actually happen on the card in a WrestleMania series and in the correct WrestleMania tires. It's um, something I always liked that they Jax did. I know Mattel does it as well, but to have it like an actual matchup in a two-pack, I think something, you know, it's a little bit that's missing nowadays, uh, but always love when Jax did the pay-per-view sets. And a fun figure hunting memory this week is a little bit different. Um, my dad bought the commemorative Undertaker WrestleMania 23 shirt that had the memorable photo of Undertaker uh, posing with the title after he has won it and uh, whenever we would go figure hunting I always remember dad would wear the shirts almost like his lucky figure hunting shirt for me and there would always be one person that would come up to him and comment that they love the shirt um, sometimes he would wear it to go uh, grocery shopping of all places and people would say I love that shirt you know Undertaker's the best to him and you know and when we would do uh, the Wolf's flea markets at times he would wear the shirts and you have wrestling collectors come up to our booth because they would notice under they would notice uh, my dad's Undertaker shirt before they would notice anything we had on the table first 
and dad always used that as a marketing thing you know they know what we were selling they know what uh, um, what we were fans of right away so it would attract people over and people would talk to him about his t-shirt and uh, you know it's just a good memory of uh, remembering my dad in the uh, WrestleMania 23 Undertaker commemorative shirt uh, he always liked to wear it when we would do anything wrestling related or figure hunting related. Um, I'm pretty sure I found Undertaker figures with him when he would wear the shirt. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of a different figure hunting memory for this week. Uh, because I don't remember picking up the any WrestleMania 23 two-packs. I think even back then they were very rare to find. But just talking about WrestleMania 23 and remembering that my dad had that commemorative shirt, it just felt like a good piece of the puzzle to talk about, you know, and also talk about all the times people would stop him um, wherever he would wear the shirt and just talk about Undertaker with him. And uh, it just goes to show the impact Undertaker has, you know, drawing people together, you know, no matter if you wear them on your t-shirt, if you collect Undertaker items, if you have a hat of his, you know, it draws people in, you get to talk to each other about how much they love wrestling, Undertaker, or any of that type of things in general. And uh, so just a, a, a neat no, uh, little story, a little different story for this week, but a, a great memory and something I uh, always will continue to remember about not only WrestleMania 23, uh, but also my dad and also this moment in particular. And um, for Undertaker figure news, um, nothing so far, but that is because San Diego Comic-Con is on the horizon. It is about two weeks away, I believe. So I know that uh, all the outlets like uh, Ringside and um, WWE.com will have what happens on San Diego Comic-Con, all the reveals. And I will be doing a episode that talks about everything Mattel reveals for wrestling. Um, I may also, you know, talk about anything like AEW reveals because some of my listeners may collect that as well. So any type of figure reveals on San Diego Comic-Con, I will talk about on a special uh, San Diego Comic-Con episode. If there is Undertaker stuff revealed, I will dedicate a portion of that episode, just my views and comments on the things that are revealed about him. Uh, here's hoping those that Elimination, uh, elimination the Ultimate Edition um, news are correct. Hopefully the Mean Marcalis news are correct as well and we get to see renders of that. And hopefully pre-orders come soon because uh, there's already pre-orders for Ultimate Edition 10, and if rumors are true and he's in Series 11, hopefully we can get that by the end of the year. Make a great uh, Christmas gift for the Undertaker collectors out there. Uh, Ringside is currently running their Christmas in July sale, so uh, everybody out there knows that you can get 10% off discounts uh, anywhere. They have their own discount codes. Uh, plenty other um, podcasts and YouTubers have their discount codes. So save 10% and there are already great deals. Uh, the Boneyard Elite 85 Undertakers marked down to $23.99. You can get Basic 117 Undertaker on there for 9 dollars 
So basically retail or just above retail. And there's plenty other figures there on sale. You can get the Ringside exclusive casket accessory for $6.99. Such great deals Ringside is running right now with the Christmas in July promotion. So if you're looking to uh, jump into collecting or picking up something for your collection that you're missing, Ringside right now, go get a great deal. You can choose free shipping code or 10% off code. And you know, Ringside always gives the best. You know, they're experts in shipping out to you quickly on time and they try to pack your items with the most care and try to get it to you um, in the condition you would hope and that is it for any figure news just slight undertaker news this week um, I read that uh, AJ Styles was a guest on the out of character podcast uh, he talked about how he loved doing the boneyard match with undertaker and so he wanted to send him something um, to re just thank him for the match and the moments. So he reached out to Michelle McCool and she suggested that he send a pair of his gloves to The Undertaker. So he did. And he talked about that he received a package back from The Undertaker and it was The Undertaker's Boneyard Gloves. And he also received a, uh, a thank you letter with them. He didn't go into the letter. Of course, you would not expect him to talk about what was in the letter since it's private. But it's it's nice to think about that Undertaker has AJ's Boneyard gloves and AJ has Undertaker's Boneyard gloves. I know, um, I think it was a year or so ago, Edge talked about how uh, him and The Undertaker did something similar after WrestleMania 24. Uh, Edge gave Undertaker his tights and his kick pads and Undertaker, I think, gave Edge his gloves, and I think he may have given him his hat or something like that. I don't know exactly what else Undertaker gave him, but I know Undertaker gave Edge his gloves. It's just nice to see, you know, um, Undertaker is so giving, not only of his time and his energy in matches, but also he gives something of his uh, gear and his character to the people that he fights as well. And it's just nice to think about, you know, AJ has Undertaker's Boneyard gloves and Edge has a pair of Undertaker's WrestleMania gloves. You know, these things are so priceless, not only to the superstars, but to the fans, you know, to think that a piece of uh, history and memorabilia is, you know, it's not being sold. And that's good. You know, it's it's in the possession of superstars who have an emotional connection to the match and will be able to care for it better and not uh, uh, resell it. And you know that's nice to think that Undertaker has that camaraderie with so many superstars. I'm sure he's done it with Triple H, Michaels, Kane. You know, it's just you don't hear the story, all the stories that come out, but I've heard Edge and now we've heard AJ. And I'm sure there's plenty more out there that they probably don't want to discuss it's probably personal and it's just so cool to think about you know if the WWE archives don't have Undertaker's gear you know a superstar out there does and you know it's has a piece of um, historical and emotional value to them as well and um, that is it for Tales from the Grave for this week 
a nice little Undertaker memory and a nice little uh, emotional memory for my dad and also some good news you know San Diego Comic Con's on the horizon you know we're all getting itchy for the uh, Mattel reveals you know we can sense that something big on the horizon and um, hopefully they release those Ultimate Edition Undertaker we want to see that it's a reality and not just a rumor so uh, now we go to Digging Up Dead Man, where I talk all about my weekly purchases. Welcome to Weekly Purchases. And of course, Weekly Purchases is where I talk about everything I found in the stores or what has come through the mail, either through the mailman, UPS, by way of eBay, Macari, or any other online outlet. And uh, this week, I was able to get three things in the mail. Three things have made its way down to Florida through our hurricanes and through our storms coming through. I was able to get Basic Series 63, Crazy Eye Undertaker. I was able to upgrade the one that I bought uh, a few months ago. Uh, so that's I'm glad that came in uh, good condition. You know, plastic still attached to the card. You know, uh, when everything comes good, it's a good mail day. And the second thing I got is something I didn't even realize they did until looking at Wrestling Figures Database. And uh, if you have not checked out Wrestling Figures Database, I highly suggest you do. They are a wonderful website for doing checklists and figuring out what kind of figures you need in your collection. Because this week I put together a uh, photo checklist for the Undertaker figures I need. And one of the things that caught my eye was something that I looked for online after watching it. After uh, uh, looking at it on Wrestling Figures Database. It's Classic Superstar Series 1, but it's a re-release. And somehow I think I remember seeing series one like in like late 2008 released again in stores and I was like why is this figure of the Undertaker back in stores and I remember noticing his tie was different and also his face his face doesn't have like the palish pale uh, white face it's almost like a normal skin tone and also his tie is purple with green stripes instead of the original purple with like beige or white stripes. And I thought that was interesting because I remember a re-release but I didn't, you know, sometimes you think you remember things coming out and it didn't come out. But after seeing it on the Wrestling Figure database I was like, I wonder if anybody has this for sale. So I just typed in Classic Superstars Undertaker Series 1 and lo and behold somebody had the re-release up there for sale not marked anything different just Classic Superstars Series 1 Undertaker made an offer they accepted it got a great deal and now I have the original release Series 1 and also the re-release and it just I'm just thinking like have they re-released anything else I may not know about because especially Jax they're notorious for like doing variants re-releases and all types of things like this so it just got me thinking like 
I hope there's because I know that Ring Rage series 20.5 and 22.5 they included trading cards and non-trading card variants and I know I'm gonna have to get both because it's considered a variant and but it's so hard to find series 20.5 with the card I, I have the one without the card but not with the card and it's so hard to find 22.5 without the card I see so many with the card so I don't know what they were doing with variants and re-releases and stuff like that but you know you've learned something new every day in this game the collecting game you know it's never the same day you learning something new finding something new that you didn't know before and that's what I did while compiling my photo checklist uh, last week and um, and was able to pick it up I was able to get it through the mail and it's it looks so different from the original release the face is different the tie is different and I, I don't know that the title may be different strap I don't that the title is like a black strap I think the original may have been blue I don't know I have to uh, see the original one I have but it was cool to pick that up and the last thing I got was I finally got a bone crunching buddy I got series one of the bone crunching buddies the undertaker in the purple box without the tattoos he has the pale face the uh, teardrop on the cheek they like the purplish skin on him so I was able to find that there was a reasonable price out there so I figured what the heck I, I still I want at least one bone crunching buddy um, I've never saw the blue box version with the tattoos I've seen the red version but the boxes are beat up and you know we're mint and box collector over here and you know beat up boxes just don't make the cut in my collection so I'm gonna have to keep looking for that red box with the tattoos but it's um, very fun I remember having these as a kid and you know you gotta love bone crunching buddies you gotta love jacks for just thinking outside the box and re-releasing anything and making anything they can during this era because they went hog wild at some times and it's just fun to find things it's fun to find uh, weird memorabilia and I love the idea of taking a, a bone crunching action figure like scaling it up making it plush with bone crunching sounds you know what can be better and uh, definitely fun to add a bone crunching buddy to my collection so that is it that's all that came through the mail this week uh, hopefully uh, one of the fun things I ordered comes by next week's episode because that was something I thought I never would find I got a good tip and it may I just was able to buy it and hopefully it comes by next week's episode so I could talk all about that. Uh, but for now, that wraps up weekly purchases. And now we move on to Taker's Mark. Taker's Mark. Of course, Taker's Mark is the point of the episode where I take a favorite Undertaker match of mine and pair it with a action figure that closely resembles that time period of The Undertaker. And today, 
being as it's July, um, and it's usually fully loaded time back in the Attitude Era. If you remember um, earlier in the episode, I talked about Randy and I doing a watch-along of Fully Loaded 1998. Um, You know, it just matched up perfectly being in July, you know, talking about his World Tag Team title victory, um, talking about Fully Loaded. I decided to talk about Fully Loaded 2000 for this week's Taker's Mark. It uh, happened around 21 years ago. Uh, later on in the month, of course, but I figured we start the month off talking about Fully Loaded. And that is Undertaker's first encounter with Kurt Angle. And if you remember, if you were watching around this time, or if you just want to pull up Peacock, uh, the Raw and Smackdowns beforehand, you have uh, Kurt Angle uh, drenching the Undertaker's motorcycle in milk, uh, coming out with a moped scooter to apologize. Uh, then you have Kurt Angle attacking The Undertaker with a wrench on SmackDown and with a sledgehammer. So it's a pretty fun feud at The Undertaker's first encounter with Angle. I remember that Undertaker was a little hesitant to work with Angle because he didn't know how good he'd be matching up with him and the two clashing styles and everything. But I remember after the match, he said that he would love to work with Kurt Angle every day of the week. Uh, Kurt Angle became one of his favorite wrestlers to work with, one of his best friends. And it's just he wanted to always work with Angle after this encounter, after this match. And of course, they would go on to work uh, together at Survivor Series for the WWF Championship. They would work again at the Armageddon Hell in the Cell. And... You know, years later, No Way Out in 2006 and multiple SmackDown matches and Raw matches, team-ups and against each other. Just classics every time they faced each other in the ring and every time that they were paired together. Uh, But just got thinking about Fully Loaded 2000, you know, two legends of the ring, Undertaker and Kurt Angle matching up for the very first time setting fire to a feud that would last over six years because if they weren't paired together they were on opposite ends either on Raw or Smackdown putting on just pure classics with each other and the action figure I decided to pair with this is Ringside Rivals Series 2 it's The Undertaker versus Kurt Angle it's The Undertaker and his loved by few hated by many respected by all t-shirt and Kurt Angle in his Olympic uh, sweat, uh, sweatpants and red, white, and blue t-shirt. Uh, you get a perfect two-pack to commemorate this feud of the under- American Badass Undertaker and Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle with his hair still, not bald. And it's just I just felt like it was a perfect pairing for this match and this action figure set. Uh, of course, I got the idea again by browsing WrestlingFigureDatabase.com, putting together that checklist, because this is a two-pack I also need. So I figured this is you know, a great two-pack to talk about. Might as well pair it with the match for this week. And that's exactly what I did. And if you have time to check out the match on Peacock, 
just search fully loaded it is up there for season three it is the last fully loaded pay-per-view for the WWF uh, takes place in 2000 21 years ago Undertaker faces Kurt Angle for the first but definitely not last time and now we go on to my favorite segment of the show buried alive course in Buried Alive that's where I talk about a weird or what the F item of the Undertaker just talk about what were they thinking when they created this who must have thought of this idea and why it may be in my collection or eventually making its way into it and this week we're going to be talking about one of my favorite figure series the Maximum Sweat series now don't judge, I know these are hideous figures, hence why one of them is on Buried Alive this week. But I had so much fun with these as a kid. I loved, you know, filling up the bottle with the water and pumping it into the backs of these figures. I remember I had The Undertaker and Rock, I think I had Austin and Kane. You know, I just, this was just something so nostalgic thinking about these figures. I love the Maximum Sweat figures. I have series 1, 2, and 4. I am currently missing that special issue metallic version that they repainted series 2 Undertaker of. And funny you should mention series 2 Maximum Sweat Undertaker. That is the Buried Alive one for this week. And the reason why I chose series 2 over series 1 and series 4 is because the outfit is not really Undertaker-esque. Series 1, you have The Undertaker in his 1998 attire. Series 4, you have an updated head scan of the Ministry Undertaker with like an updated 98 uh, repainted attire. But Series 2 kind of falls right in the middle. It has the Series 1 head scan, but it has a just a bare torso with like six-pack abs, jacked, black pants, and a trench coat. Now, during this time, Undertaker was not fighting bare-chested. He, if he was fighting, he would fight with some kind of uh, loose top or you know tight muscle shirt or some kind of the uh, spandex shirt from with the Ministry logo on him. He was not fighting bare-chested. He especially was not fighting in a trench coat. So if they were going to give him the trench coat, I think the best thing to do is maybe paint a black shirt on him. Maybe put the Ministry logo on it. Then it probably would have been more acceptable towards me. I probably would not have made it Buried Alive because I am so nostalgic to the Maximum Sweat series. I love them. I continue to love them. Hence why I'm still looking for that metallic special issue version. But, you know, I have to say... Series 2, you have to go down the hole this week. It's just the attire choice they made for it. I don't like the bare-chested Undertaker with a trench coat. And they didn't even, you know, fully do the trench coat. It's just a coat that drapes down, you know, there's nothing on his arms. His arms aren't painted black to give, like, the full trench coat feel. It's like a trench coat without sleeves. 
uh, reminiscent of the Double Slam Series 1 Titantron pack of Undertaker with Vince McMahon. It's a bare-chested Undertaker with a sleeveless trench coat. And that pie will make its way onto a Buried Alive, if not next week, in the weeks coming. And um, as I have already said, I love the Maximum Sweat series, so I do have this in my collection. It has made its way into it. And the Double Slam is as well, so spoiler, the next couple Buried Alive ones are in my collection. But, you know, that's the fun of collecting Undertaker merchandise. You just, you just don't get the good, you get the bad, and you get the ugly sometimes. And, but that's what makes it fun. That's what makes collecting fun. And no matter what superstar you collect, you know, if you collect Shawn Michaels, his maximum sweat's atrocious. Just like Triple H, they look nothing like them. At least the Undertaker looks something like him. You know, you give him the rolled back eyes, the goatee, and the long hair. You know, they nailed it perfectly here. Um, but that is it. That is Buried Alive for this week. And that wraps up episode 17 of Collecting Dead Man. I hope my fellow creatures of the night have enjoyed this episode. If you would be so kind, please subscribe to this podcast if you have not done so already. On your preferred podcast platform. We are on Google, we are on Apple, we are on Spotify, and everything in between. If you would also head on over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe there as well. You know, watch our, watch my videos. You know, give me tips on what you would like to see in my next videos. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Collecting Dead Man, and on Twitter at Collect Up Dead. If anybody wants to. Join me for a watch along. I will always try and make myself available for my fellow creatures of the night so that you too can become podcast and YouTube famous. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode and have enjoyed each and every week of what I've been putting out there. Talk about Undertaker, merchandise, memories, and more. And as we keep rolling down that uh, highway towards Death Valley, as we continue to collect Undertaker merchandise and talk Undertaker memories and matches, I want to thank you for joining me on this journey each and every week. And as we continue to head to episode 18 next week, thank you for listening, Creatures of the Night, and keep on rolling. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.